Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Now, the message. Lord, you I started teaching on the subject of forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness means refuse to retaliate. It means pardon people who offend you. Forgiveness means withhold punishment from an offender. It also means release all feelings of anger and resentment against an offender. Now, when we study the subject of forgiveness from Scripture, we come across some important words that were translated from the original language of the Scriptures. That means the Hebrew and the Greek language. The important Hebrew words that were translated, forgive, are interpreted as pardon or to spare an offender. It also means to cover an offense or to atone. It also sometimes is interpreted to carry a sin or an offense away. These words were used in relation to God's dealings with the Israelites as and when they offended God and they sinned against God. But when you come into the New Testament, there are some important Greek words that are translated as forgiveness. And these words are interpreted as to cancel a debt. So the idea of forgiveness as debt cancellation suggests that, you know, when people offend you, it is like they owe you forgiveness. So offense becomes a debt, and it is up to you to expect the people to pay back the debt, or you cancel it. It means to show favor to people who don't deserve it. It means to freely give away love and kindness. It means to let go of an offense. Because when you don't let go of an offense, you hold grudge in your heart. And People can hold grudge for decades and generations. We have heard of enmities that have lasted for generations and lasted across generations because people hold on to a grudge and they pass it on to their children and their children hold on to it and pass it on to their children. It becomes a generational conflict. So the word forgive is interpreted as to let go to leave alone, to detach oneself from. It is also interpreted to release an offender because when people offend us, we hold them in our hearts. And we hold them in our hearts for what purpose we can't really tell. Because there are people who offend you, you can never ever have the chance to offend them again, even if you want to. And yet, we hold them in our hearts. It means to set free. Now, I thought that forgiveness is God's wisdom strategy for dealing with offense. God has a wisdom beyond human understanding for asking Christians to forgive. The normal reaction to offense from every normal human being is to retaliate. 
the most exciting thing in life is that when people offend you, you pay them back for what they did. That is the normal reaction. It feels so good to pay people back and to let them see how bad it is to treat you the way they did. But God, in his wisdom, asks us to not pay people back for their offense, but to release them, let them go. Let go of the offense. Refrain from retaliation. Why did God do that? Because people reap what they sow. People reap what they sow. So God has a justice system that operates in, over the universe. The Bible said the most high God rules in the affairs of men. And God has reserved the right to execute justice on the earth. He has reserved it to himself. So he said, when people offend you, forgive them because I, God, I am the judge. God is called a righteous judge. He sees all things. He knows all things. He sees better than you can see. He knows what you don't know. And so he is able to deliberate on every issue better than you can do. So in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 19, that I, which I want us to read, it says, Beloved, do not avenge yourself. The normal reaction to offense is vengeance. Vengeance means you do me, I do you. And then some ungodly people will add to it and say, God, no go verse. It's not in the Bible. And anybody who says that doesn't know the Bible. Do not avenge yourselves. God has not given you the authorization to avenge yourself. But he said, but rather give place to wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. The scripture said, when you refrain yourself from avenging yourself, you give place to God's wrath. That means offenders will always be punished by God on the condition that you don't avenge yourselves. And the reason why sometimes people treat you bad and get away with it is because you have decided to take what God is supposed to do. You have decided to take the place of God and avenge yourself. And you avenge yourself by deciding to be unforgiving. You hate people. You become bitter. You look for opportunity to retaliate people. You wish people evil. You are a very good person, but suddenly you are practicing witchcraft because every time you wake up, you wish you, wish you had somebody was dead because of how bad he treated you. And the Bible says that when you refrain yourself from avenging yourself, you give place to wrath. What does it mean to give place to wrath? You stand out of the way so that God 
can visit an offender with wrath. I've come to learn in this scripture, God will punish every offender, every wrongdoer. I am not talking about people who do wrong out of ignorance. I'm not talking about people who do wrong unknowingly. I'm talking about people who deliberately decide to hate you, to destroy you, because whether you like it or not, no matter how good you are, there's somebody who hates you for nothing you did wrong. Some people hate you long before they met you, and I promise you there are people who conspire against you, who wish you evil, who plot evil against you. There are people who will do everything to fight you, to put impediment in your way, to make sure you are never happy. There are people, their greatest anger is to see you smiling. Their greatest anger is to see you happy. There are people who are born to make sure you are always crying, you are always sad, you are always angry, you are always annoyed. But God is the avenger of all mankind. So God said in his wisdom, believe in God's ability to avenge you. Forgiveness is the expression that you believe that God is able to avenge you. Forgiveness is the expression of your belief in God's justice system. He said, vengeance is mine, it's not yours. Because when you decide to avenge yourself, you will soon become a wrongdoer. So, vengeance is mine. Verse 20 says, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. That's not what we would expect God to say. Feed your enemies. If he is hungry, that means if somebody hates you, wish you evil, trying to destroy you, and still call you asking for help, God said, help him. Please, do you understand this scripture? This scripture doesn't mean go and make friends with your enemies and do good to them. He said, if your enemy is hungry, that means the person is asking for your help. And in this life, there are people who will be getting good from you and still plan to destroy you. And if you're a Christian, you know the Bible, you know that is one of the reasons why many people don't live long. Many people don't enjoy God's goodness and favor. It is to wish people evil who help you, who do good to you. When you repay good with evil, you invite God's anger and judgment. And that is why many people go to church and nothing good happens in their lives. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will what? Heap coals of fire on his head. So somebody is hurting you and still coming back to you, smiling at you in a hypocritical way and getting so much from you, thinking he's making a fool of you. The Bible said, play along and help him. But when you help people who hate you, you make their life more miserable and horrible because you make God more angry at such people. Today, I want us to study seven important reasons why Christians should forgive. Seven important reasons why you should forgive. Number one, because offenses are part of all human relationships. In the book of Luke chapter 17, verse 1, Jesus said, It is impossible that no offenses should come. So as long as there is human relationship, there will be offenses. There will be offenses 
Everywhere people gather, they will offend one another. There will be offenses in, in families. And every family you go to and there's so much division and fighting and chaos, it is because family members have decided to be unforgiving. Anytime you visit a family and you see unity, strength, progress, it is not that there are no offenses. There are. Anytime you get to a company, an organization, and you see that the organization is working together well, there's unity, there's understanding, it is not that there are no offenses. There are offenses everywhere people gather. Even in church, there are offenses. Yeah. Even in this church, there are offenses. Departments, there are offenses. Dep offenses in, among friends, offenses at workplace, offenses even in marriage. The same thing that caused one marriage to break up after just two years, the same thing has happened in another marriage that has lasted for 40 years. You see somebody's married 30 years, 40 years. Don't you ever think the two people were angels? The two people were humans, but they are good Christians. They are what? Good Christians. Because good Christians know how to manage offenses properly. When you go to a department and you see anarchy and acrimony, you see that the people in that department, they are not good Christians. They don't know God. It is impossible that offenses you come, but woe to him through whom they come. So Jesus said, offenses will always come. People will offend you unknowingly. There are things people will do to you without even knowing. Maybe even this morning, as we come to church, somebody has offended you, non-intentional. Maybe somebody doesn't have a good day today. You smile, he didn't smile back. You are angry, but it's nothing had to do with you. Maybe the MC said, turn to one another and welcome each other. The person didn't hear it, because at the time the MC was talking, his mind was somewhere. Life can sometimes make interesting issues out of people. But you can come to church and get angry with somebody just because when the MC said 10 and welcome, and he didn't mind you. The truth, he was not even here. He didn't even hear what the MC said. So offense is part of human relationship. People offend out of ignorance. People offend unknowingly. People offend because they are human. In fact, there's a saying that to err is human. Every human being will offend people. Number two reason why we should forgive. Maybe let me say this before we go to the next one. So it means that the quality of your human relationship skills, when we talk about human relationship skills, one of the important factors that determine the quality of your human relationship skill is your ability to manage offenses properly. So when you see people who can never relate with anybody in this life, there are people who cannot relate with anybody. There are people who are alone every time, everywhere. In their family, they don't relate with anybody well. At their workplace, they don't relate with anybody well. In the neighborhood where they live, they don't talk to anybody. The church where they go, they don't relate with anybody. This is the problem because you believe that human beings should be like angels who should never offend. And that brings us to the second reason why Christians should forgive. Number two reason is that you also offend people every time. The reason why we should forgive is because you are also human being. And just as people offend you unknowingly, you too unknowingly, you are offending people every day. You are making people angry every day. It is only proud people who live their life thinking they are perfect and they don't offend anybody. It's an expression of pride. If you are sincere to yourself and you are humble, you should know you offend people. And you also need forgiveness from people. And you know, some Christians, when they offend you, they preach forgiveness to you quickly. But when you offend them, they forget their preaching. Some Christians are very judgmental and vindictive. Every little thing you do, they will 
put it in their hearts against you. And they wait for opportunity to punish you. So Jesus taught forgiveness because we all offend people. Number three reason why we should forgive. Very important. God will only forgive you to the extent that you forgive others. God will only forgive you to the extent that you forgive others. God realized that forgiveness is so difficult. Because, you see, when you talk forgiveness and you talk about things like, you know, somebody didn't talk to me, somebody didn't smile at me, I greeted somebody, didn't respond. Those are minor issues. I asked somebody for help, he didn't give me. That's not a big deal. But some offenses can be very terrible. Last Sunday, I shared a story about somebody whose closest friend took her husband from her. That one is not, it's not that easy to forgive. That one, you wish the person should die. Die. I counseled a, a, a lady who helped a young man through university because they promised to get married. He finished university, he got a scholarship to go abroad for further studies. And he sent the lady a short message, I'm moving on. Those are not the people you preach forgiveness to. And on and on. Joyce Meyer said the father used to rape her from the age of 13. Her own biological father used to rape her over 100 times because she said she was counting. That is not easy to forgive. And you know why Joyce Meyer is one of the greatest preachers in the world today? She's almost 80, still preaching to crowds, 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 crowds, and touching lives and changing lives. You know why? Because she obeyed God to forgive the father, bought a house for the father, took care of the father till the father died. You know why many people didn't go any far in life? Because they couldn't forgive. They couldn't forgive. I read last two weeks about a young man who was molested, like, you know, defiled by a certain man in their neighborhood, threatening him that you die if you tell anybody. And this guy lived with the pain of sexual molestation. A boy. So he grew. And the rage and the anger has lived with him until he got delivered because he began to experience a lot of demonic experiences because one of the things that offenses that is that it can easily open you up for demonic possession because you are always thinking evil about the person who has offended you. And demons, they rush to places where people want to do what? To cause harm. That's why people are possessed with demons. They are always thinking evil. So Jesus taught something. He said, God will never forgive you if you don't forgive people. In Mark eleven twenty five, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. This is Jesus' teaching. When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive the person. So that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. So how much forgiveness you receive from God... Depends on how much you are willing to forgive people. How much forgiveness you receive from God. The reason why some people do the same thing you did and God forgave them by you is like you know that God hasn't forgiven you. It's because those people did something you didn't do. You know, David forgave Saul. Saul, King Saul, issued a death warrant over David. Anybody that catches David, kill him. You get an award. King Saul himself mobilized troops to hunt for David in the jungle. Bible said one night, not even one night, twice. 
David found Saul sleeping with all his soldiers. And his soldiers said, David, finally, the Lord has delivered your enemies into your hands. One of David's commanders is called Abishai. Abishai said, give me orders. Just with one stroke, I finish him. Because this man has caused David and all his soldiers to become wanderers in the bush. And I'm sure they were asking David, how long are we going to continue to wander in the bush because of this wicked man? And the interesting thing is David did not do anything wrong to Saul. David did not do anything. He did not offend Saul. You know, David said, don't touch him. God himself will judge him. So David said, take his sword and let's go. Then David went to stand somewhere far away and shouted and said, Saul, Look around you. Your sword is not with you. I was there. I took your sword. I could have killed you, but I won't. God will judge between the two of us. Do you know what David did? He sowed seeds of forgiveness into his future to experience the mercy of God. That's why David did so many bad things, but God just couldn't touch him. In fact, God still called him a man after my own heart. A man after my own heart. That is David. Verse 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That is Jesus' teaching. If you do not forgive people. I want to suggest to some of you that it's possible that there are things you have done God hasn't forgiven you yet. It's possible. I'm not saying, I'm not pointing at anybody. I'm just saying it's possible because you are very vindictive. You never let offense go. You're always judgmental. You're always looking. Every little thing, you're looking for a fault against people. Some, sometimes people live like they are just waiting for a quarrel. They're just waiting for a fight or a grudge. Little thing, oh, me and that guy, we are not talking. Small thing, hey, me and that person. So God will forgive you on condition that you forgive people. And the four reasons why we should forgive people is forgiveness prevents you from being controlled by other people's wrong actions. I love this one. Forgiveness enables you to take control over your own decisions. Unforgiveness makes you do things you didn't plan to do, but somebody did it to you, so you also plan to do it back. I think last year, a friend of mine sent me a video of a pastor in Nigeria, big church. I think that church is about 20,000 congregations. He said, I have a confession to make. My wife has been cheating on me for many years, and I also decided to cheat on her. And I have a child with another lady, and my wife is fighting against me. So I wanted to come and confess to the church. Do you know why that pastor went cheating on the, <laughs> the wife? Because he said his wife cheated on him. You see, when you see a Christian who say, if my wife does this, I will also do this. Or if my husband cheat on me, I also cheat. See, the person doesn't have a good relationship with God. Your, your, found, your Christian foundation is very, very questionable. So there are many people who have been forced into doing things because somebody did something to them. I think this year also, I, I got another video where a certain man has decided to be sleeping with married women. It is his project he's embarking on. And why did he decide to do that? Because he caught his wife having an affair with another married man on their matrimonial bed. And he said, ah, married women are bad people. So me too, I will retaliate. And I think what I watch, I think 
Now he has done now about 60 something married women and he's still continuing. Unforgiveness can make people to become very stupid. You left home coming to church, your decision is to be good looking, you smile, be happy, be nice. Then you met somebody at the gate who frowned at you and suddenly you also decided to frown, you see. So that person is now controlling your actions, controlling your actions. That's why some people have vowed never to do certain good things again because one person did something wrong that they have decided not never to let go. The book of Romans 12 verse 17 says that repay no one evil for evil. Don't decide to be bad because somebody is bad. There's this story my wife told me and every time I think about it, you see, somebody stole a certain policewoman's money, 3,000 cities. And he said, I won't let it go. Whoever stole this money must die. So you are a very good person. You are not a murderer. But somebody's decision to touch your money can make you a murderer. Do you know what she did? She went to a shrine somewhere and said, whoever took my money, die. I know criminals too, they are very smart people. The person who took the money is right there in the barracks. He took part of the money, bought food, cooked it, served this same woman first. The woman ate it and died. It's a real life story. The policewoman whose money was stolen died first before the one who stole the money later also died. But the two of you are dead. What did you achieve? 3,000 cities. Even if it's 100,000 cities, you can let it go. You don't have to become an evildoer because somebody decided to be evil. God is the judge. He will judge for you. God can judge for you. Yeah. A member of our church, Am Roberts came to his house last, last two years and took his car away. We prayed and prayed and prayed. He couldn't get the car back, the thieves. We can't find them, but God will judge them. But do you know what God did? In the past years, he has two new cars. All of them miraculously provided by God. In this church, two new cars. God can restore and make the enemy mad. But he can keep a good heart. Forgiveness prevents you from being controlled by other people's actions. The fact that you have decided to be evil doesn't mean I should be evil. I will be good because that is my decision. Be good and own your decision to be good. Amen? Yeah. Number five. Forgiveness enables you to let go of the past and move forward. Oh, unforgiveness can keep you at one place. And the annoying thing is the people offended you, they have moved on. They've moved on. People can hurt you and move on. Yeah. And you can hold them in your heart. Some people, when you meet them, they can still tell you something somebody did 15 years ago, fresh on their mind. And they will tell you, never forgive. One of our members who died was sick for a long time. I know a lot of things about that lady's health challenge. So I said, Prophet Samuel, go and pray for her. And Prophet Samuel went and told her, God said, forgive your, your ex-husband. Because whether you forgive your ex or not, he has moved on. You can be there. She told Prophet Samuel, I will never forgive him. Even if that is the reason why I'll die, I'm ready to die. She said that. And you know what happened? She died. And the guy is still alive, married. You see, 
When you don't forgive people, you lose. You lose. You lose God's favor. You lose God's forgiveness. You lose God's goodness. Listen, sometimes the devil even wants to hinder you from enjoying God's favor. So he will move people to hurt you. Because anytime you are hurt and you are angry and you are full of, you know, vengeance in your heart, the favor of God is never with you. So some people, since the day they broke up with their former husband, they haven't moved on because they are still holding that former husband who treated you very bad because some former husbands are very bad. You know, like I was counseling this lady. I said, the guy said, I've moved on. You better move on or you remain there. How do you handle a guy you looked after through university who has promised you have promised to marry each other, you love each other? He has traveled abroad and sent you a short message. I've moved on. How do you handle such a person? You can curse him for the rest of your life and pray over, her, over him. He will never marry. If he doesn't marry, what has that God, to, what has that God done to you? He's not marrying, hasn't really solved your problem. So some, some of the things you wish for people, it's better you think a little bit about it. But see, when you are full of vengeance, you don't even think clearly. Your thinking is not right. So I told her, I said, if you don't forgive that man, you can never enjoy your marriage. And there are many people in life who are suffering because of a past painful experience that they have decided never to let go. So pastor, it's difficult to, I know, I know, I know it's difficult, but God has given us a wisdom, a wisdom strategy to live better. There are many people who are not happy in marriage because of a past grudge. And most of such people, every time you talk to them, they will recite the same story over and over and over and over. And if you marry such people, it's a big problem because they treat you like the other, the ex. They treat you like the ex. They treat you a good person like that guy. So Isaiah 43 verse 18 said, Remember not former things. There are things you should not keep remembering. There are things you should not keep off remembering. One of these is offense. There are some bad people you should never think of again for the rest of your life. But you see, if you don't let them go, if you don't release them from your heart, you keep thinking of them. You wake up in the morning, a lot of energy. Instead of exerting your energy on productive, constructive living, instead of exerting your energy on progress, you are thinking about an offender. Who has moved on? Hmm, what he did to me. Hmm, how can you imagine? And he did this to me. And he did that to me. And he did that to me. There are people you shouldn't remember. They don't deserve. They don't deserve it. There are some bad people you should not remember. Yeah, you should just ignore them as if they don't exist. Let them go. Let them go. One of the things I don't like doing, I don't like asking questions about anybody that has offended me and, and left me. I'm not interested in any conversation about them. I'm interested in good people around me. Because there are always good people around you. Yeah. There are good things happening in your life. There are good memories. Some of you never remember anything good about yourself. Only bad things. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. It's time for you to move on. Move on from some bad experiences. Move on. 
there are some dates you should forget about. Yeah, because we are very prone to remembering bad things than good things. Some people can't even remember their date of birth. But the day you got fired from job 10 years ago, you still remember it. See, ah, today is my anniversary, my, when I was fired from job. Some people can remember their date. Their ex broke up with them. They can remember it. But they can't remember their spouse's birthday. Your wife's birthday, you forgot. But the day your ex broke up with you, you can remember the date. And the reason why you always remember all these past grudge and offenses is because you have not forgiven the offenders. You have not forgiven the people. But when you forgive people, you move away quickly. You move on quickly. And some people cannot enter a new relationship because they are still holding on to the grudge of a previous relationship. Some people cannot work well in a new company because they are still holding on to their grudge from a former company. That's why HR experts will always ask you questions from your former company. They just want to know what you are carrying into the new place. Yeah, they will ask you about your former place of work and some answers you give. They will, a good HR professional will never employ you, no matter your qualification. Because if you are angry with your former boss, we can predict how you treat your new boss. You are angry with your former wife, I can tell how you treat your new wife. So, I know. Oh, they are all like that. Oh, women. Oh, they are all like that. That's all you'll be saying in your head. Everything that happens, oh, well, I'm not surprised. They are all like that. All human beings are not the same. All human beings are not the same. All women are not the same. All men are not the same. Your husband is not the same as your father. Oh, I've, I just received a blessing. Don't treat your husband like your father. Your wife is not like your auntie. No, 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 your stepmother. Your wife is not like your stepmother. So if you are a terrible stepmother, don't draw a conclusion. Oh, so this is how women are. And then now you are married to a nice, godly woman, but you are treating her through the spectacle of your mother-in-law. How wicked she was, how bad she was. Some people even transfer punishment from Oh yes, some people transfer punishment from a past offender to another person because they see you like the same person. And they say, because they are still holding on to the offense, you will receive punishment for nothing you did wrong. And many people are suffering for nothing they did wrong because of unforgiveness. Number six, forgiveness is able to turn offenses around to your advantage. Genesis 50 verse 20. One thing I like about offense is that sometimes people hurt you without knowing they are blessing you. Oh, I love that. I love that. Sometimes people go and spoil you to somebody who wants to help you. But later you get to find out God didn't even plan for that person to even help you at all. So this is what Joseph said. He said, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but... God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is today to save many people alive. Joseph said, in order for me to save people alive, you guys have to be evil. But your evil deeds have blessed me. And tell you what, Joseph was so blessed, the brothers were so unblessed. If there's any word like that. They caught him, they sold him, and they said, we are finished with him. But they met him after 13 years, after 13 years, they met him, and the guy was blessed. 
And the reason why you should forgive people because one day they will see you and regret for what they did. The reason why you should forgive people is that what they meant for evil, God is able to turn it around. God is able to turn it around. God is able to turn it around. Today, Joyce Meyer has given hope to many women all over the world because she is not teaching theory. She's talking to women from what she had experienced, what she went through. She handled it biblically well. God decided to use the rape of a father to bless the world. Women all over the world. You have no idea what God can use with that bad treatment you received, that horrible experience you received. You have no idea how God can still use it to do great things in your life. If you knew it, you would just say, I won't mind that guy. I'll leave him to God. God will judge for me. So God is able to turn an offense around. What people meant for evil. Let me say something. Some of the people God will use to bless you greatly, they are not your friends. In fact, Dr. Mike Maddox said, an enemy will do for you in a day what a friend would do for you in a lifetime. Because friends love you too much to take you through the mail. But when an enemy grabs you, by the time he's done with you, you have become a very smart guy and strong guy. Hallelujah. You have become wise. Listen, <laughs> you know sometimes when pastors come to me and I'm counseling them and talking to them and they are like, wow, this man is full of wisdom. It's not, I wasn't born with it. I wasn't born with the wisdom. It is bad church members. No, let, let me be frank about it. The greatest wisdom lessons I've learned in 25 years of pastoring, I learned it from very bad, horrible, terrible church members. Because by the time they finish with me, I become a smart person. And God will bring bad people your way, whether you like it or not. Something that you pray, 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 die, die. They won't die. They won't die. Because they are agents of God sent to bless you. They'll make you tough and strong. Some of you, if not for witches and evil people, you will not know how to pray. You will not know how to, you know, fast. You will not know how to be strong in the Lord. You, there are people who just messed you up thinking they are destroying you. But you look back and said, oh, that experience actually made me stronger in the Lord. So they are a blessing. You will never know how to love people until you meet some people, you, until you meet unlovable people. You will never know what treachery is until you meet treacherous people. So forgiveness is important because God will make everyone who, who plan to destroy you to come back and meet you years later. And then they will see that what they meant for evil. God has turned it around for good. I like Romans um, 8.28. Romans 8.28. It said, and we know. It's something we are supposed to know. And we what? Somebody say, I know. I know. One more time. Say, I know. I know. I know that I know that I know that I know. And we know that what? All, All things. Did he say some things? Did he say good things? All things means what? The good and the bad. And the evil. And the betrayals. And the painful experiences. And the tears in the night. You cry, they cry, they cry. Say, this person, God will punish you. You are evil. All things. 
What does he do? Work together. For what? I prophesy over your life that it will work together for your good. What men plan for your evil, for your downfall? One of the lessons I've learned in life is that sometimes God made people offend you so that you know who they are. Because sometimes you trust people until God tells you, are you sure you know who you are trusting? Sometimes it's happened to all of us, no matter how smart you think you are. You get to find out after some years, hey, this is the person I trusted. But sometimes God wants to save you. Listen, what you are calling pain, there was supposed to be a bigger one. God saved you from the bigger one by giving you a small pain. God was just trying to let you know, this is how the person is. It's not worth your trust. And, uh, and sometimes there are things people do to you. Just say, Lord, I thank you for helping me to know this person. And then you move on with your life. <laughs> Last one. Forgiveness protects your heart from bitterness. Bitterness. What is bitterness? Bitterness is when your whole emotions has become full of venom. You know, anytime I'm, I'm working on a topic, I read a lot. I read I want to know what other authorities have to say on the subject. And Dr. Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley said, snakes are created by God with a special ability to keep poison inside them without being destroyed by the poison. The poison only destroys people they bite. But human beings, we don't have that special ability that a snake has. So when your heart becomes full of poison. It begins to destroy you first. When you hold on to grudge, the anger boils up. It becomes rage. And the rage, when it's retained for a long time, your whole heart becomes full of evil, vengeance. It begins to affect everything you do, every area of your life. Bitterness has several times opened people up for sicknesses, diseases, demonic entry points, a whole lot of things. Let's read Hebrews 12, 15 and close with it. Hebrews 12, 15. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. How do we fall short of the grace of God? Lest any root of what? Bitterness. The Bible describes bitterness as a root. So the root cause of many things, evil things that happen to people, is bitterness. Is there any root of bitterness springing up causes what? Trouble. And by this, many people become defiled. Bitterness defiles you. It makes you unholy before God. It makes you stand before God and you don't look like God's child because you are full of hatred. You see, when you are, when you are unforgiving, unforgiveness will build up into rage and it will build up into hatred. Hatred is when you don't want to hear somebody's name again. You don't want to hear some people. Some of you here, there are some people, you don't want to hear their names. When you hear their name, your whole day is spot. That's bitterness. There are some people you don't want to see with your eyes. The Bible says it defies you because before long, the hatred will grow into wickedness. Now you start planning how to do evil things. And there are many people who have done many, 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 many good Christians you come across who have done many evil things because they just couldn't deal with an offense that was intended by God, probably to be a blessing, probably. And the Bible said that many become defiled. There are many Christians who are not happy because of bitterness. 
and bitter people never see good out of anything. Every time they are negative. Everything they see, they see only the downside. Every day is bad for them. No hope. And bitterness also makes you, you, you don't live your life for yourself anymore. You are living your life to settle a score. So everything you do, you want to use it to prove a point. So you can't live your life any longer. You have a life to live. I came to tell somebody this morning, you have a life to live. Don't let other people control your actions. Don't let other people control your heart. Listen, bad people don't deserve a place in your heart. Your heart is too good to keep wrong people there. What the enemy meant for you, God is able to turn around for your good. I pray that God will grant us a heart of forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. And you leave this place today putting all your faith in God's justice system. You wrong me, I won't wrong you. But God will deal with you. For me, I'll forgive you. I'll let go. Leave people up to God, over to God. And all my life, I've seen people gone through all manner of things. Even though I forgive them, I forgive them. Somebody say, I forgive. Say one more time, I forgive. One more time, I forgive. Say one more time, I forgive. Say one more time, I forgive. In Jesus' name, put your hands together for the Lord. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.